Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and, uh, uh-oh, you sh- it should be there, Calvin, you're not seeing it? I think it fell on the floor. All right. Well, give us a call. Be a part of the show at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And, again, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Trace is on the porch with us. What's going on, Trace? Uh, hello, Whoops. Sorry. Sorry. There we go. It's now. Another, it's another wonderful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's very pretty out here. I almost got run over by people hauling grass out of here. They, they are. <laughs> and there was... Two trucks waiting to get loaded. So uh, I guess people are, it's warm enough now that, uh, and people are looking for something to do. So I guess they're coming after the grass. They are. I've said it for the last three months, grass is like our toilet paper. <laughs> and and uh, I was excited when I walked up to, uh, to see that you've gotten some more. Fandango red coral vine. We did, and, uh, and they're good-looking plants. A, a lot of other unusual plants in this week. Cool. I'll, try, I'll try to remember them all. Okay. Uh, let's see. Night blooming jasmine. Several yeah. several other bush type jasmines. Um, Resida. Gesundheit. What is it? <laughs> uh, it's a, a, a Spanish herb. Huh. And it, it it's an interesting look. Uh, has a real pretty little white flower when it blooms. Uh, root beer plant. Oh yeah, yeah. We've we that had, used to be. I don't know. That was one of Paul Cox's favorites. Yeah, wasn't it? well, that's what I was getting ready to say. They used to plant it in the garden for the blind over at the botanical garden uh-huh. because when you break the leaf. It smells just like root beer. Yep. And it grows like a house of fire. It, it does. It grows well. I've been here for a day, and I bet you they're a foot taller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it sure, wow. it sure smells like root beer. It's a No, it's a very large-leafed uh, yeah, right. perennial. Right. And uh, I've heard stories of, uh, of using it kind of like you would use a... Uh, Corn shell for or corn wrapper for uh, tamale. So you put yeah. fish, put fish in it, and cook it, and different types of food and rice folded up in there, cook it in there, and it helps with the flavor. Yeah, uh, Paul used to like it, and uh, uh, like I said, it got it got pretty big at the botanical garden. I'd say, because it's in a raised bed in the garden for the blind, but uh, I'd say it got four or five feet tall at least. 
Let's see. Same truck. Huge leaves. Same truck. We got in some uh, Detura. Oh, good. And All right. Angel's Trumpet. Good. And I'm sure if I think about it long enough, we got in uh, some other things. Uh, Portia Lucaria. Looks like Portulaca if you just look at it real quick, but it's uh, it's more of a succulenty, sedamy looking thing. Huh. Uh, it's that real sounds, pretty. That sounds interesting. I noticed you got. Uh Lots of zinnias in now, too. Uh, we got a fair number of zinnias and vinca. Um, oh, yeah, although, vinca's pretty. Uh, although uh, it's, it's always challenging this time of year, and then this year even more so. We, we've talked about the growing operations being behind because yeah. everything's selling so quick, and then they didn't plant much that three-week period uh, back at the in March. No. Uh, but the new things affecting us is uh, on the chemicals. No. So you know, historically, you know, they the uh, these chemical manufacturers they they uh, stock up in January, February, March for the months that we're going to be selling April, May, June, July for you know insecticides and fungicides. Well, again, it's a it's a great year for for all that product, and they had a three or four week lull where they didn't package anything. Oh. So there's a few chemicals that are going to be scarce for a while. Uh, hard to get, anyway. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Well, and speaking of, speaking of that, if you're uh, doing a uh, control program for uh, sand burrs, you should be applying your second dose. Yes. Right, right now. Right here. now, and I've got. Uh, I do have a maze, which is probably the last we'll ever see. Uh, and I have some Excel 2G and Dimension, all good for sticker so, birds. Uh, yeah, all three of those will work, work well. So uh, now we, I had a had a, one listener that was was talking about whether it was worthwhile to do a, a June application if you didn't do the March. And of course, I kind of relayed our conversation. It's it's. Uh, in some situations, you may get some advantage out of it. In other situations, if you've got a t- ton of sandbars that have already germinated, yeah. you're not going to see a lot of advantage. If you d- you don't have any, but you expect a late uh, germination, you may it may but, be worthwhile. But this is the natural seeding time, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. With sandbars, you got a so huge period. So, uh, to me, it's the second most important time. But if you didn't miss the, did you mention that if you did miss the first application, and you've got little plants now, you can use image. You can yeah. to click to but, kill kill yeah. the adult plant. But you got you got to start sometime on the pre-emergent. So uh, yeah, if you skipped it, you need to start. Yep. Cool, Trace. You got any vincas or any zinnias? Just a handful. Uh, <laughs> well, as far as the like eye can see, you're out there. Yeah. Yeah, I want to. Uh, and that was facetious for everybody. There's a ton of ink and zingas. Yeah, the, the the dream. There's a few of the dreamland, and then there's some that are similar to dreamland, and then there's uh, what's that? What's that favorite of yours that uh, I try? I tried them, and they're doing real well. Uh, kind of the middle size. Uh, perfusion. 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 Yeah, got a number of the perfusion, and they uh, they work real well. The butterflies like them. Uh, they don't get very tall, so if you want something that is a, a little shorter in the in the garden, and then they also are a little more uh, more drought tolerant than the 
in the uh, Dreamland or in the those things like California Giants, of course. Yeah. Trace has got uh, Zinnias listed as a Texas superstar. Were they a Texas superstar? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. Profusion? Well, I can't. I can't. Let, I believe I let that slip by me. But uh, David Rodriguez and uh, Doctor Stein may have. Uh, well, they should slip be. that in. If yeah. If they're not, they should be. Well, you're not supposed to plant them at this time of the year, are you? Yes. This is after the spring rainy season's over. That's what that's what Neil Spare said. You don't plant them at this time of the year. It was a shock to me. You plant them in the fall. <laughs> I don't think Neil. When, when did you start believing in what yeah, he said? Yeah. Uh, every, every week you criticize him until it's to your advantage. Um, did y'all get some rain? Uh, I got seven tens. Seven tens. Wow. Wow. So despite the fact that it wasn't in the forecast, perhaps one of our uh, prognosticators, our living prognosticator, well, I guess I guess uh, meteorologists are living too. I don't mean to offend any meteorologists, but the uh, plant uh, meteorologist well, is Jerry, Jerry, Yeah, Jerry can do that. Yeah, I'll do uh, that. I've been doing that for years. I, me too. I just don't say it to their face. <laughs> so our Sinisa were right. We've got, we had some rain. And uh, you've got some Sinisa on sale. We do. Yeah. And which varieties? Lynn's Legacy. Yeah. I believe that's the first time I've ever seen that uh, on sale, and it's got and got the right picture with it. Well, mine mine is booming up a storm. Oh yeah. Lynn's Legacy, and putting a little size on finally, you know. Yeah. So if you if you want a Sinisa. And you want a different color than everybody's got. Lynn's Legacy Sinisa is on sale and it has blue flowers. Yeah, yeah. If you, it's worth it's worth taking a view of it because it is. Oh, it's not unusual. Yeah, and they're uh, they're a nice plant. They're a compact plant. Yeah. Like when I first saw it, I thought it was an azalea. Yeah. From a distance. I remember that uh, took us a. Half a show with, yeah. out there <laughs> yeah, at the lake, yeah. trying to figure out and make sure and verify. Well, that would have been a nice. Jerry had his camera out at that point. That would have been a nice thing to have a camera on, because if if we were here where I'm sitting, there was this open space and trace. You would have been where the Lynn's Legacy was, and people would walk by us on the porch, and you know, you used to think, oh, it's a showstopper. They literally would stop and stare at that thing, going, <laughs> "What is that? Yeah, it's very, very pretty." Yeah, and it's on sale regularly. Must, must have been about to rain. <laughs> it must have been about to rain. Thank you, Trace. It's in uh, <laughs> number five containers. Uh, for was twenty four ninety nine, Milton. Almost twenty. Almost twenty five. But not there. On sale eighteen eighty eight. So not only is it an unusual plant, or it's hard to find, but uh, it's on sale too. Yeah, if you get a full sun, dry area, that yeah, right. Not, nothing seems to, you know. We've had we've had a, a couple of folks over the last few weekends that have uh, been looking for something to fill that, and you just don't think of Sinisa, but that lens has a different kind of landscape yeah. appeal than the other. I, I think half our ad applies to that situation, though. All the salvias are on sale in a gallon mm-hmm. can. Yeah, four eighty-eight. That sounds right. I'll bring the ad up. I, I actually yeah, it was six my, when my computer it was set down. Six ninety nine, almost seven. We, we can count no, on Jerry. He's got a copy printed. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Mexican Bird of Paradise are in there. Yeah, I was waiting for that because that one, I keep telling these guys too. I see them and I'll take a picture. I promise I will. I planted amongst the Esperanza. First off, Esperanza are doing great. Good. Man, they're beautiful. But you put you see the two to get the two plants together, the Poinciana or Mexican yeah. Bird of Paradise. Red and, and yellow. Killer fella. Yeah, it's it is red. It's red and orange. But I start, I've seen a lot, rhymes with orange. A lot of that combination uh, mixed with uh, red yucca. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that'd that, be pretty like the brake light. Uh, well, the most ones you see are not, but we do have oh. brake light in stock. Okay, and, and the, even uh, firebush is another plant that they. Yeah. I always think of them as parking lot plants. So we've got yes. that. We still got some of those uh, compact ones that we had on sale last week. Uh, we also have some regular firebush, and then we have that uh, variegated one that Jerry likes so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, silence over there. Yeah, he's, he's staring he, at his. He's, read, he's reading. He's not listening. He's reading. <laughs> Charles, there's a fire. Charles, is that a firebush? If you can't say something nice, don't. Say is that a firebush behind you there, Trace? In, the, in his basket. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty. That's what I thought. Yeah, and I really do like the crepe myrtles with the the, the darker leaves. I like the uh, the crepe myrtles are blooming all around town. Your pink one is going. Yep, they're uh, they're all kicking off. If you ever go, uh, if you ever drive, just drive by the very back part of the property is where all the bald and burnt up crepe myrtles are. Yeah, and I mean you can see it from the highway. Oh, is that it right? Stands out this time of year. Yeah, especially the red ones. They're pretty. Do we have them on sale? Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Small ones. Yeah. Well, okay. three and five numbers. Regular $24.99 on sale for $18.88. Well, there's another thing over there that it's a huge supply of it. We've had a, a small bunch of uh, the plants over here, but now there's like three sections. It's our Dorfruelia. Yep, that's one of the most durable Ooh. plants. Uh, works in sun, works in shade, blooms a little head off. Oh, yeah. Normally evergreen, although if we get city cold, it would freeze down, but definitely come back out again. Yeah, it, it freezes down to the main main body of the and clump. lots of people are using it as a ground cover nowadays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what we emphasize. Yeah. It, uh, in my neighborhood, the deer don't like it, but they lead at it in a drought. Huh. So it's, you know, generally this kind of... Kind of weather, it survives, but uh, it's a it's aggressive enough to cover uh, the territory you need covered as a ground cover, but it doesn't take over. Yeah. Uh, hey, Trace, like we have it's relative. We have Doug on the line with a tomato and cucumber question. Can you hang a minute? I'll try. All right, Doug. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Hey, how you doing? Hey, my green Good. thumb help is uh, Danielle Sitel, S-I-T-T-E-L on Google. I have the tapes of Trump and Mickey Bribe Russia, 8 million to be president. To cover this up, he put me in jail so no one can hear those tapes. All right, thanks, Doug. Um, all right, you take care. <laughs> all right. I got a, I got a email in from uh, somebody that sent, sent me this picture, and that's all that was on the email. Sent that picture. And, uh... I think that's a cucumber growing in a container. I would agree. And uh, the top part is is dying out. I would agree with that too. But that's all. That's all they sent me. Well, so he, guess who that's from? Charles. Oh. Uh, 
Charles doesn't write a lot. You know, he doesn't. Uh, you mean oh, Charles, our the Charles, the old manager? Yeah, our Charles. Yeah. Huh. You know, we're getting a lots of uh, questions about cucumbers, too. The, yeah. the production's been huge, but they're, I, I think they're kind of at the natural end of their their season there. You know, yeah. I had one, one question was, what causes the leaves and the fruit to get yellow? And, you know, you can list a bunch of insects and, and such, but the normal thing is the hot weather and kind of at the natural end of its uh, production cycle. Yeah. So what do you think's wrong with that? I wrote uh, Charles back, said, great to hear from you. I hope you are staying well. The image you sent of a cucumber, and I put, I assume that's what it was, uh, which was, has the growing point killed, is probably suffering from a virus infection, or this damage could have been caused by a herbicide application nearby after the plant was several weeks old. Notice the bottom leaves are healthy, while only the new tender growth is damaged and affected. The remedy in both cases is remove the plant and start a new plant. This virus is spread by aphids. I said, come to see us if you're ever in this area. Let me know if you need further assistance. But uh, very cordial of you. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, what what got me on the herbicide? It's all crinkly, that, yeah. That curled leaf. Yep, it's uh, it's not just brown; it's curled. Yeah. So well, uh, in fact, it's not brown at all, really. Yeah. It's, it's an off green and all curled up. So that, I I would I would agree with you. That's kind of suspicious that it might have been a herbicide. Can I look at it? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Calvin is looking at it, even though we speak. <laughs> While he's looking at it, what veggies do we have? I was looking. Mm, peppers. Uh, oh, do we have peppers? What yeah. kind of peppers? What were I asking? Uh, different types of uh, jalapenos. Uh, I think there's some bells and serranos is that, and banana. Is that, is that uh, well, the bananas are great one, great ones. Then uh, we got in some larger, I think they're still out there, uh, chili paquin. Oh, cool. Yeah, I still see some. Trace, remind me what that uh, that big uh, bell pepper was that that you've had. Uh, one was Aladdin. Aladdin, yeah. And he really likes the Aladdin. I don't yeah. remember what the other one was. That thing. He is, loves it, that. It's like magic. Well, it's yes. uh, it's just amazing that for the first time after all these years, I got a a uh, bell pepper that just continues to produce. The plant looks good, and right through the heat and and the whole works producing. As well as the hot peppers. Yeah. Calvin's article. Do you harvest them green or do you wait for them to turn color? Green. <laughs> Calvin, uh, right. My, my wife's into stuffed peppers, so we have to wait. For, oh, we have to yeah. wait for them to turn color so you can stuff them. Oh, we used. Oh, cool. Uh, we used to do stuff them with them when they're green. Yeah. I'm not going to tell my wife no. Calvin's oh. <laughs> uh, article this week is about tomatoes. And he's talking about removing uh, the tomatoes now, and uh, getting ready to replant for the for the fall. And uh, he lists the varieties, Trey. Okay. Well, hopefully those are available. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. They have been showing tomatoes available. I have not brought them in. Oh, okay. Says varieties: Tycoon, Red Deuce, HM eighty-eight forty-nine, Celebrity, Red Snapper. 
which was last year's ideal, a, a rodeo tomato, Phoenix, Valley Cat, Ruby Crush, and BHN968. Uh, Celebrity, BHN968, Tycoon, and Valley Cat are nematode resistant. So use them in any ground that has nematode. Now I talked to uh, Dr. Larry Stein uh, this past week, and uh, he's evaluated the tomatoes, uh, the spring planted tomatoes, uh, to decide what's next year's rodeo tomato. Oh, what is it? And <laughs> and he says uh, there is a, uh, a, a sister line, which means it's out of the same type of uh, plant, of red snapper that looks the best in the field right now. Did, did he tell say what the name of it was? No, yeah. it was a number. Yeah, it's, maybe, it's, so it's you. Uh, maybe it's, it's you. black grouper or something. <laughs> but the interesting thing Blue about fan. him was that he was complaining because the best tomato in the field, both this year and last year, was Ruby Crush. Huh? Huh? Yeah, Ruby Crush has been one of the best best one, and of course we never made that a rodeo tomato. No, we did a, a, a fall planting. Right? It, was yeah, almost, right. it was almost a, yeah. It was. I think we did that with when we had the Heinz tomato. Yeah, right, like yeah. right. But, yeah, but uh, the Ruby Crush is that, well, that tasty little, the pear-shaped thing. Yeah. That, hey, uh, so yeah. you think we can make it a rodeo tomato and get away with it? Oh, I see what you're saying. It's a, it's a smaller tomato. Uh, well, I, th- I think it... It, it might be fun to do that and uh, <laughs> justify it in terms of the taste, you know, oh. because we, we, most of the time we kind of stand back on taste because everybody has a different expectation on taste. But I think you can, I think it's a, you can justify BHN 968 and Ruby Crush, both of them on taste, and they're and they're so different. It gives gives you a lot to write about too. They're both wonderful. They both grow easy, yeah, and they have a, you know, Ruby Crush is a little sweeter. Uh, BHN 968 is a little tart, and both of them are wonderful. Can we uh, use your name on the uh, Rodeo Tomato uh, uh, selection? Well, I'm sure that that would oppress those uh, uh, extension horticulturists. Uh, yeah. Hey, so let's try one more time. Mark is on the line, has a question for us at 210-308-8867. Hey, Mark, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. I had a quick question about um, my my garden soil. Uh, I planted a lot of tomatoes this year, and I'm trying to see what y'all would recommend to uh, maybe rejuvenate the soil uh, uh, for this coming fall. Like, is there any kind of cover crops that y'all might suggest to put to plant um, to help that soil, you know, rejuvenate for uh, the fall planting. Now, are we are we talking fall planting for tomatoes? Or are we talking fall planting for cool weather crops? Um, it, it, it's going to be for tomatoes, yes, sir. Well, well, but you don't have long enough to do a cover crop. Then, no, uh, you're going to be yanking your tomatoes, and if you haven't already, you're going to be yanking them in the next week or two, and then you're going to plant your fall crop uh, second week of July to second week of August. We've got an article in the Express News 
uh, today, in fact, and uh, we make our, our recommendation that uh, uh, two inches of uh, compost and ten cups of uh, slow-release lawn fertilizer over 100 square feet of bed incorporated into the soil. And that, that's a pretty pretty universal recommendation for mm-hmm. production and works really well for uh, tomatoes. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of... Uh People uh, planting uh, comfrey, is it? I think it's called comfrey, and then they they'll grow it, and then they'll they'll chop it up and put it back into the soil, and somehow that helps rejuvenate the soil a little bit. I'm not too sure if that's true or not. Yeah, uh, the Becks used to use a lot of comfrey. She she would make uh, Delphine would make uh, uh, tea, uh, comfrey tea out of it. And they uh, coerced me into eating, drinking some of that. They coerced you. You'll never yeah. do it again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, not one of my favorites, I'll put it that way. Doesn't any kind of, uh, if it's not overwhelming, any kind of organic material chopped up and put in the soil doesn't doesn't hurt. And in the long run, it's yeah. a positive thing. Yeah. Usually, usually in the summer at this time of usually in the summer at this time of year, you use uh, snap uh, uh, snap beans. I mean, uh, green beans, blackout peas. Oh, oh okay, for peas a cover crop. For yeah. a cover crop. Yeah. But uh, okay, like Trey said, it's too it's too late to do that now. Okay, and then I had a question real quick. Um, I had quick, seen, quick, uh, quick. my garden had uh, blue bonnets growing uh, from the seed this spring, so our Will those uh, make a blue bonnet, or should I just go ahead and tear them out? No, the blue bonnet. Oh, uh, that you let them drop their seed uh, where they were. Yes, sir. They, they dropped their seed, and uh, I checked the other day, and I didn't even notice it there. They're growing back up again. Yeah, uh, sometimes, especially if you're watering, uh, you'll have a few sprout, but the majority of them will, will wait till the t- soil temperature cools. Later on this fall. Well, we, we, Jerry and I were talking about it in general. There's a few weeds that kind of reseeded themselves yeah. because of these rains started right. and the temperatures moderated right. a bit. So there, and there, the blue bonnet is another. Yeah. It's basically a weed. Yeah. The Texas State weed. Yeah. Alrighty. Th- thanks. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we got to take, take a break. Caller. Give us a call, 210-308-8867. Billy, you're up next right after this, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road, and this is a You'll Save on Weekend. What do I mean by that? Well, listen to this. You'll save on super special Job's tree and shrub fertilizer spikes. Nine spikes, regularly $10.99, now just $1.88 while supplies last. You'll save on crepe myrtles in the number three and number five containers, regularly $24.99, now just $18.88. You'll save on the beautiful Lindsay Legacy Sinisa, now on sale in the number five container for just eighteen eighty eight. You're beginning to understand. You'll save on Theralis. This Texas superstar in the number three container is just nineteen eighty eight. You'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise, and all salvias in the number one container are just four eighty eight. You'll save on Lantana, dwarf Mexican petunia, zinnias, and much much more at Milberger's Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Bull Road. She's got her father's eyes 
Father's Day weekend. I want to remind you, we got a couple calls. I'm going to get to them in just a second, but I want to tell you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. If it's bothering you, if it's bugging you, if it's roaches or spiders or fleas or ticks or scorpions or rodents, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control will come out to the house, take care of it, and make sure it stays away. Spider-Man's been doing this and creating happy customers. Go online, read the reviews on Spider-Man, how much they love them. Uh, ask anybody that's used them, and they will tell you. Uh, from restaurants, uh, that's which where I first met Spider-Man, to, uh, to home uh, Spider-Man makes people happy by keeping their homes and restaurants and businesses pest-free. Spider-Man termite. My rats pest- don't like them. Oh, that's yeah. a, that's the first complaint I've heard. Rats and uh, cockroaches. I they don't, don't like ma- them. I usually don't mention it because Jerry has such. He's a little sensitive. Right. But, yeah, he gets upset about those roaches. But next thing he'd be friends my sparrows, right? Yeah. I don't know. Probably not your sparrows. Nah. But, but I don't know. He could. Uh, Ghost Spider-Man Pest is uh, where you'll find out all the stuff that he does, especially uh, right now mosquito control. Ghost Spider-Man Pest, uh, and uh, you'll find him at phone number 210-656-3721. That's 210-656-3721. And if you're a butterfly advocate, you'll appreciate the uh, Spider-Man's attitude towards butterflies and controlling the mosquitoes. They've got these strategies that you can do both yep absolutely all right we're going to get to the phone lines now billy is up first at 210-308-8867 hi billy welcome to millburgers gardening south texas how you doing today hi i'm doing pretty good good what's we saw i got, I got those beautiful pictures you sent me of your cucumbers yeah billy i i've been telling people it's too late to plant new ones and yours look like they just it was <laughs> In March or something when we planted them. So they're going strong, huh? Yeah, they're going strong. They they do wilt some, like y'all were talking about a while ago, but they're going strong. Uh, I, I sent you some more just now. Milton might pull them up, look at them. Uh, I have, uh, I have a, quite a few that are 8 or 10 inches long now, so we'll be start slicing them and eating them for lunch before long. Oh, yeah, they'd be good. Those are slicers. Yeah. Yeah, they're the slicers. They're the, the ones yeah. that uh, that Millburgers carries every year. They call them yeah. sweet and slice or something like that. Yeah, that's right. That's a, that's a good slicer. What's your What's your advice with your success, Billy, uh, in terms of people that are just uh, are are thinking about replanting or haven't planted any yet, but uh, but uh, want to plant some? You think, you think I, I wouldn't replant well? this. It is the weather's just too hot. I wouldn't replant now. But, uh, okay. Plant as early as the plants are available next year is what I would do. Sounds good. Thank yeah, you. Uh, maybe for the fall. Yeah. And uh, that's a little that the, the timing there is a little trickier. We, when is that, Jerry? What September, September one? Yeah. So then you then you yeah and then you got till the end of November at least. Yeah. These slicers grow on a vine. You know they're I mean upright. Uh, like Billy's got his in containers, but uh, on a trellis. If, you got, if Milton got the picture, there's a picture of my vine on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to send it to Calvin so he can see it right now. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, there are four pictures. <laughs> Jerry's phone doesn't have pictures on it, I don't think. Okay. 
Can you see pictures on your phone? <laughs> yeah, you said. Didn't you send me one the other day of uh, what's wrong with this? Oh, I didn't know you did that on your phone. Okay. No, I don't. Oh, but, uh, okay. I can do it. Uh, Rob sends me pictures on the phone all the time. Okay, I'll send you these too. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead, Billy. My tomato plants didn't look good, so I've already pulled them about a week ago. And uh, uh, the the tycoons did real good this year. Uh, did they? Tycoons, uh, did did they? Uh, spider mites? Did any spider mites show up? Uh, I, no, nothing ever showed up. But the, the no no kind of bugs or anything. But yet the, the plants just uh, deteriorated from the beginning. Huh. But, uh, yeah, you brought in some of those leaves that uh, turned black on the bottom, right? Yes, I did. Bottom of the plant. Yes, and then they never quit. They never quit that, huh? Never quit that, no. So the uh, the ones that bloomed early set, and then they were good, but uh, later on they didn't. So I pulled mine, and they're already uh, pretty tilled and solarizing now the ground, getting ready for fall. Good deal. Okay. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Thanks, Billy. I'm sending the pictures. All okay, right. Great. So I had a customer yesterday. Thanks, Billy. That we, we came up with a pretty good idea. They came, we are talking about tomatoes, and uh, they came in, they had spider mites, and they still had some tomatoes on, so I told them to pick them. And they said, what do we do with these plants with the spider mites? And uh, so I asked what kind of plants were around, and they were prone to it, too. So uh, we determined they were going to get a big garbage bag there you go set it over the top of the plant yank the plant up and that way it was already in the bag and it didn't sprinkle mites all over the place when they were taking it out of their their backyard that's That's a good idea because we we talk about all the time getting them in the bag so they don't sprinkle it and even in this article but uh in practical terms that would be the easiest way to do i think and as long as you don't have a huge plant, I mean, and even then you could probably squish it. And, it, it also, uh, you also want to pull the, the weeds. You know, there's a lot of the, oh, pigweed. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, they're havens for you know, You know people like to buy that, right? Pigweed? Yep. Huh. What do they use it for? Well, it's, uh, so in Spanish it's called episote. <laughs> and you cook it with your beans. Oh. And oh. I'll tell you, I guess you can probably figure out. It lessens your uh, your expulsions, I yes. should say. Well, I've I've heard a lot about episodes, but I don't re- never related um, it to pigweed. It's a, it's the ingredient in beano, right? I, oh, probably, okay. absolutely. Huh? Who knew? <laughs> so we have burpless peppers, and uh, no. <laughs> hey, uh, hang with us, Trace. We got uh, let's see, oh Jimmy on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Jimmy, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today? Good morning. I always talk about tomatoes. Got me wanting to build some raised beds for the fall. What dimensions Good. y'all recommend as far as the depth? And then if I wanted to plant corn in there or plant something else in there, maybe, uh, well, not corn right now, but something else in there with those tomatoes, what could I put in there to get the biggest bang for the buck? What's the dimension that you're talking about? He's, he's wanting to know a dimension. What? Yeah. Oh, the dimensions. I, I, I was thinking of our uh, XL-related. Yeah. Bigger is better well, I, in every in every aspect. I like I like to limit them to eight feet wide because you can reach in from both sides. You don't have to walk in the soil usually, and it's enough right. 
an eight-foot row is a really a e- easy unit to deal with. And that is the average size for landscape timber, if you're doing it out of that. Yeah, the that's true, too. And the depth is about uh, 18 to 20 inches. Well, I just use the one depth of... Uh, if you got a little, if you got a little soil, I just use one depth of uh, cross tie. Cross tie. Uh, don't put a bottom on it. That way, yeah. it can go out into the real world too. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I wasn't gonna put a bottom. Okay, so about eight foot wide, however long, eleven foot, and then eighteen uh, to eight twenty by, inches eight by, deep. Eight by four is the easiest to work because you can you can get to both sides, and and as Calvin was mentioning, you don't have to walk in it. Okay. All right. Um, Anything. Well, I would uh, make a bunch of them. Especially if you consider doing corn in the future, because corn's wind pollinated, so you need to do I'd, big clumps of it rather than skinny rows. Of course, if you got the land, you know you can do it eight then by forty or something like that. And, and Jerry's idea on the d- deeper soil, I think there are some advantages to that. It's a lot, of, a little harder work, and always, it's always the hardest thing is to connect the. To railroad ties to each other. Right, right. Uh, but but once you got that in place, you just really got a lot of versatility if you got that mm-hmm. eighteen or sixteen inches, fourteen inches of soil. Yeah. All right. Uh, then how far apart right. to plant that corn? You, how far you apart should the rows be? Uh, if you you got a you're gonna have a small garden, I w- would kind of recommend against corn. Okay. But uh, if you want to plant corn for the fall and give it a try, uh, you plant that in uh, August, middle of August. How far okay. apart those rows, Terry? A foot? foot? Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, at least a foot. And plant, if you can, plant uh, four or five rows yeah. side by side for wind pollination. Got it. Okay. I got <laughs> Uh, uh, somebody that I'm helping garden down uh, south of here uh, planted some corn this year. Uh, they, the boss wanted some corn. And I said, we planted that corn two couple of years ago. And you know who got the corn? The rabbit. Coon. <laughs> the raccoon. <said>. Raccoon. <laughs> And uh, and he said, "Well, we got a high fence around it." I said, "That's not gonna stop him. That's not gonna stop him." And uh, <laughs> I was down there uh, last week, and he said, "Well, they haven't bothered it yet." I said, "That's because there's no corn uh, on those ears." And uh, that was the most amazing thing. I should have taken a picture, but I didn't. Uh, when those coons got in there and got that corn. They would eat. They would peel the ears back and eat the kernels and leave the cob on the plant. Huh. And, and so there were a bunch of uh, clean cobs. Perfect for the compost pile. Yeah, yeah. That was considerate. Hey, Jimmy, we need to run, okay? No problem. Appreciate it. Thank y'all. Bye, All Jimmy. Right. We've got a bunch of folks on the line. Let's see if we can talk to Lyle before we go to break. Lyle, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Good gentlemen, your uh, favorite listener up in North Texas. All right, thanks. And, uh, got a got a question for you. So about it, uh, maybe two years ago, I had to cut down a, an old Vitex tree, and before I got to get the stump uh, ground out, I had some sprouts come up, and so then I got the broad idea to try to propagate a few of those sprouts, 
And so I did. I got them into pots, and they, they grew. And then uh, this, well, last fall, I put them in the ground. And so they've done great. But one of them uh, has bloomed, and the other does not show any signs of blooms at all. Now, so what, what, kind, is, what, what kind of tree was it? Vitex. Is a vi- oh, it's Vitex? vitex? Full, yeah. And this is the first year, though. Yeah, first year of being in the ground, and this would have been the first year that either one of them would have bloomed. Okay, the other one has to bloom sooner or later. Okay. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would give it at least a couple. If you got them both in the sun and, you know, if they're getting plenty of sunlight and grow, are they growing at the same uh, rate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're twins. Mm. Like, matter of fact, they were, all, they were both sprouts from the same roots. And the fold, well, they're, they're the, the one that's not blooming is not growing any faster, huh? Uh, it it grows a little taller, but they're they're a little different shape. You know the the, the way I kind of pruned them in the pot, take them yeah. a little bit different. I'd get a different look out of them. Um, but I, okay. I would say generally they're growing the same rate. Okay, it will it will bloom later, sooner or okay. later. Might even bloom this fall. You're you're yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, it might bloom this fall, yes. Yeah, I didn't know if there was something weird about, you know, if I happened to... No. Whatever, but... No. Okay. You can can grow those from sprouts or cuttings. Yeah, but first year is always unpredictable in almost everything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They're easy to grow, fun to do. I'd tell anybody to do it. It's a nice little experiment. Have you got the ones with the long purple blooms on them? Spike? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Hey, which leads me to a, a, another question with that. So you have those little round seeds on those blooms. Yeah. Will, will something grow from those seeds? No. Okay. In fact, it's against the law to collect those seeds. You have to <laughs> cut them real? off and let them hit the, fall to the ground. But if, oh, you, if okay. you do that, then it'll blo- it has a chance to bloom again uh, more rapidly. Right. Jerry? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're being well, facetious I don't want to go to jail. So <laughs> they don't I'm like those little seeds, can you tell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't need to spend the night in the local pokey. So there you go. I'll let them, let them go. Thanks, Lyle. All right, Hi, gentlemen. Lyle. Y'all take care. All right, we got to take a quick break. David, bud, hang on. You're up next on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and this is a You'll Save on Weekend. What do I mean by that? Well, listen to this. You'll save on super special Job's tree and shrub fertilizer spikes. Nine spikes, regularly $10.99, now just $1.88 while supplies last. You'll save on grape myrtles in the number three and number five containers, regularly $24.99, now just $18.88. You'll save on the beautiful 
Fullins Legacy Sinisa, now on sale in the number five container for just eighteen eighty eight. You're beginning to understand. You'll save on Theralis. This Texas superstar in the number three container is just nineteen eighty eight. You'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise, and all salvias in the number one container are just four eighty eight. You'll save on Lantana, Dwarf Mexican Petunia, Zinnias, and much much more. And Milberger's Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. I can still remember every lesson he taught me growing up, learning how to be like my old man. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden, South Texas. Let's go right back to the phone lines at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. David is on the line. David, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? i got a few questions regarding solarizing the garden. I was thinking about doing it, and I, for one thing I forgot, the male thickness of the plastic that you put on top of it. Uh, yeah. Another question is, uh, is that going to kill the earthworms by solarizing? And if, and usually, if I do usually, solarize... Usually they go deeper. Yeah, okay. And um, well, what you do, you have to loosen the soil so that that heat can, uh, can penetrate more deeply. Now, you use clear plastic, and uh, the solarization... Uh, our studies indicate that it gets rid of some of the soil fungi, but it will not, and it gets rid of a few of the nematodes that are in the top four inches of the soil. But after you get below that, the temperature is not such that it'll, it'll kill nematodes or earthworms or anything else. So it's a... It's it's kind of a it, it it's not real effective, but it's uh, while the garden is dormant or fallow uh, at this time of the year, and when the temperatures are getting over 90, uh, it's not a bad idea to give it a try. It's not hard. Well, I was thinking on doing it to get rid of the six, all the the weeds, the seeds, the seeds. The, the weeds? The weed seeds, yes. Um, do you know what kind of weeds you got? You're not talking about all Bermuda kinds. grass, are you? No, just all kinds of weed seeds. Okay. Um, you, can, you can do that. Uh, that'll, that'll take care of some of the weed seeds. Uh, the solarization will. But it's... Uh, it's uh, takes care it, it, there's still a lot of weed seed that will germinate the best way to get rid of weed seed is uh, till, the, till the garden every uh, 10 days to 2 weeks and water it keep it watered and that, the weed seed will germinate and then when you till the next time you bring up more weed seed, and uh, they germinate, and then you kill them. 
uh, so that that's that's the way the farmers do. Uh, they will lay, lay, let a field lay fallow uh, for one entire growing season, and they constantly uh, disk it and uh, and hope we'll get enough rain to germinate the wheat seed. Thanks, David. All right, 210-308-8867. Bud, we're going to see if we can answer your question before we have to go to break in, at the top of the hour. Bud, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on, man? Uh, I called, I think, last week uh, about planting sweet potato slips. Sure, sure. yeah. And uh, I think I'm deciding to not do the vines. Uh, can I? What 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 should I do with these? I mean, they they've started um, greening up, and there's a bunch of leaves on it. Uh, what can I do with those to actually grow some sweet potatoes? Um, you mean the growth is coming on the root itself, the sweet potato, which is a root itself? Uh, they're still edible. Well. Um, I, I can't just, see. I, I can't see underneath the top of the soil in these little grow pots that I put these uh, slips. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I know your question or not. Uh, did, uh, are you wondering what to do with them? Uh, uh, they sprouted and. Well, uh, what I, what I did. <clears throat> When I was cleaning a sweet potato, you know, to prepare it uh, as food, yeah, this this potato already had, <clears throat> uh, you know, like the white potatoes, they make eyes. Yeah, uh, yeah. This 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 sweet potato uh, had sprouts coming out of it. Right, that's good. And uh, I said, well, I need to take these things off, of course. So I took them off, and then I said, oh, maybe this is what they meant by potato uh, sweet potato slips. Right. So I, I went out and uh, in a little four-inch grow pot. This sounds uh, like a long story. <laughs> <laughs> well, Go ahead. These, these, sorry these, to break these, in. <laughs> these these these, uh, these little sprouts that were coming off the potato—they didn't have any leaves or anything. Nothing was green on them, but now uh, they're 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 green and they got leaves and they're getting taller. And you know, I can see where I could let those grow and make a vine. But yeah. I've decided, well, I don't want just mine to look at. I've never grown a sweet potato to eat. Can I take these things that are now in these four-inch grow pots? What do I do to turn those into actual potatoes that I can dig up and eat? You, you, plant, you plant them in the ground, just like you would have done the, with the slips. And uh, then uh, they'll make a long vine. And produce roots right where you planted the plant, but the original plant. And uh, in about, well, you, you're starting a little late, but uh, probably October, uh, and that vine will have climbed all over the place. Uh, it will be all over the place. And uh, you can dig the, the sweet potato roots which are right there where you planted the uh, the main plant. 
Okay. So how 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 deep do I put my grow pots into the garden soil? Uh, just just with the tops of the slips or, or new growth sticking out. You don't a couple of inches. I don't know how long the slips yeah. are. You don't you uh, don't have to be too fussy about it. No, no, no but not by a sweet potato. Yeah, well, by, 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 by slip. Do you mean this little sprout that's standing straight up in my grow pot? Yeah. Or do you mean the piece of flesh that's underneath? I mean the, the, I mean the, the growth that's coming out of the, uh, that came out of the sweet potato root. You know, they, they got longer and longer and longer. It's like pulling little two-inch weeds and hold them in your hand and then just replant them, just setting them in the soil. And... Right. Okay. But I, I got to run, man. Okay, yeah. good luck to you, bud. Thank right. you all. All right, we, we got to take a break in just a minute. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. We'll be right back. Uh, Calvin answered a question off the air, so you're welcome to come by and visit with us at 1604 and Bull Road. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Our folks uh, come by and visit with us or they call and speak to uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, like Marty, at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Marty, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much for taking my call. I appreciate it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yes, I'd like to know... Uh, when uh, I believe it's called the Malabar spinach be available, and uh, when will the yeah you, you usually Mal well Malabar is the summer spinach I guess you call it okay and uh, well, I, have I, to ask. I, I think we've had some plants of that yeah and Trace has not, promoted it in the past I don't know if not uh, lately yeah we'll have to we'll, we'll okay. bring that up and see when if there's any plans. For, okay. Uh, because okay. I would expect that this would be the time. Right, right. Yeah, uh, my second question, uh, when will the Ruby Crush tomatoes and the um, VHN, VHN 968s be available at Millburgers? That was a discussion we had. <laughs> just a few uh, minutes. Yeah. Oh, I'm Maybe, sorry. I would just, right. a couple of weeks, three weeks. Yeah. He's, he, uh, Trey said that they're, they're already on availability list, yeah. but he hadn't brought them in yet. Yeah, Trace, Trace oh, okay. is uh, a little uh, faster than we are on. We, you know, <laughs> we might recommend uh, July fifteenth, and Trace would generally like to have them on on board July first. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. Did uh, okay. well, you mention two small tomatoes? Uh, do you not gonna grow any big ones? I I tried the tycoon, and I'm 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 swamped with the tycoons. This time, so I'm gonna try the. <laughs> do you, do you <laughs> like the way it tastes? It's kind of got oh, a yeah. flavor. Yeah, it's it's a little bit on the tangy side, but it's good. 
Yeah. But I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's okay. good. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> just to let uh, Dr. Finch know that uh, the Martins are alive and well in, at the park in Converse, Texas. All right. Good. Good. <laughs> They're doing real well. I had a big, yeah. uh, had a big uh, Martin squawking, battling uh, yesterday, and I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what what the the cause was. I didn't see any starlings. I didn't see any hawks or anything. And then uh, next thing I know, part of the part of the house got knocked apart. So whatever what? whatever it was, it was maybe it was just rogue uh, martins that were coming and disrupting the established nest. But the good thing about martins is you can lower the house, redo it, put it back up. It doesn't phase them a bit. Sparrows don't like it much. It, it was it was very funny because uh, I was walking through there with my with my grandkids, and uh, the martins were there, and they have some babies, but uh, the sparrows were trying to gain entrance, and the martins wouldn't let them in. It's the funniest thing. But oh, they, yeah. uh, what do martins are mean. <laughs> yeah. I've always said that. That's one of the reasons I don't he, like martins. Say that a lot. You never see sparrows driving other birds away. Uh, I don't uh, know. Uh, they, 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 they do a fairly good job of fighting the martins. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Marty. Martin's Martin bigger than a sparrow, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Thank Thanks, Marty. Thanks, Marty. Okay. You take care. All right. 210-308-8867. Calvin, you had a, a question off the air. What were you all talking about? Well, we were talking about they had a piece of a plant that was uh, the Flutinia cousin plant and it would jerry and i were remembering the uh 20 years ago it was the one a plant we promoted a, a bit for xeriscape plant because it was so much tougher uh, oh, yeah. and uh, it uh, dealt with our soils and our heat better than the, the regular fatinia did and what did he say? He was 20 feet 30, tall? 30 feet tall. 30 feet mm. tall. Uh, and he was wor- worried about it because it was beginning to show some wilting at the top. And, uh, and then it uh, came out, of course, that he doesn't have much of a soil reservoir there. Yeah. So, so if the if the weather was exceptional, which it's been basically, it's been a rec- kind of record heat and uh, irregular rainfall and a little bit of reservoir... But the good news on that Fotinia is that they would, it would just uh, probably adjust to the new conditions, and it would uh, hang pretty tough. Right. So it's a, it's a it's a good plant, it's an attractive plant, and we are speculating that it uh, may be deer proof too. At least in my neighborhood, they don't seem to eat it. Maybe it outgrows the deer. That could be. That could be. <laughs> if it's thirty feet tall. Yeah, and if the bottom bottom leaves get. Yeah. They might eat the new leaves, but they don't like right. the bottom leaves. Right. That was it. Well, that's no. a good plan. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867. James is on the line. 210-308-8867. What's going on, James? Yeah, that was quick. Sorry, I just put a peanut butter crop in my mouth. Hey, listen, I've been to La Feliciana uh, late winter, early spring. I'm having the hardest time keeping any leaves on it because of the grasshoppers. And oh, yeah. They're, they're fixing to kill this thing. I mean, I've been spraying it with this, uh, I think it's called Bug Be Gone. I think it's ortho. I'm not sure. And uh, it's not doing the trick. Um, yeah. What can I do? What, what is the plant? Oh, it's not going to make it. Peach. Oh, gosh. And it's got grasshoppers. 
Yeah, they're just they're just destroying it. Every time um, it leaks back out, they they just they. Is there fruit on it? No, no. Okay, First, well, it's good. Only been in, it's only been on the in the ground about four months. Okay. Oh, that I was thinking. You know, if it, had, it didn't, if it was a larger tree, it didn't have fruit on it. You, it would it would be better able to fight that battle. Um, uh, there's really no there's really no good control for grasshoppers except for guineas. The yeah. apple growers used to use uh, have guineas in the or, or, yeah. and they take care of those grasshoppers. Yeah, my and also if, if you had any peaches. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my father-in-law used to have guineas, but I can't have guineas because of my <laughs> No. Okay. Uh, what about netting? Will that work? What is it? Netting. Netting of some sort? I don't. I don't. I've never heard of netting working for grasshoppers. Um, They're big ones down yeah. in that country. Now, the 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 one oh, thing yeah. I've heard of James is they. Uh, that's why I was wondering if you had fruit on you. Let them let them eat all the leaves. And then uh, just let, you know, then the, the, the grasshopper population goes up and down and disappears. And then uh, just water your tree this summer so it recovers. That may be the, yeah. the best strategy. I just, I just mentioned it with the miracle grow mixed with the uh, super flies. Hopefully it's going to rebound, but every time it does, they just fail. So yeah, that's not a good thing. Is there anything I can spray on that might work to help a little bit? No, they they make an organic, uh, no, no, it's called. Uh, Works for little, for very small. Yeah, it's bait. Yeah. Uh, oh. Grasshoppers, but uh, it never has worked down in your country because they come no, out of that, they come out of yeah. the south, out of those uh, yeah. grasslands down there. And s- seven, seven will kill the ones it hits. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it doesn't you know doesn't seem to get those that are. be gone. I mean, it's labeled grasshoppers, but it's not really doing anything. No. What is the active ingredient, James? You know, uh, it's some kind of perithian of some sort. I don't know exactly. It's, it's, I don't have it. Well, you could you could try. You could try um, seven. is a little more potent okay. and I has a little more staying power. I'd use seven rather than a prethrin. Yeah. Try yeah, that. I've got some seven dust. I just don't have no leaves to dust. Okay. Save the seven for when those leaves come back and then try to protect those new leaves with the seven. I'll do I'll do that. I think somebody told me seven was going away, so I picked up a four-pack somewhere the other day. Uh, well, that's what uh, Trace is. They're not, yeah. I don't think they're manufacturing it, but they're, anybody that's got inventory, including the wholesalers, is still selling it. So, yeah, I mean, it's still here at Millburgers and still at the, all the other nurseries. Okay, I wonder, if they, found, I wonder uh, if they found DDT in that stuff. <laughs> that's what uh, made it so hey, good. Oh, uh, yeah. Jerry just had his reminisces uh, for DDT. Can I ask another one real quick? Real quick. All right. I 
when I picked up my Fandango last week that they put on hold, uh, yeah. the, the Plumbago was on sale, and I've always wanted, my wife has always wanted me to grow some, so I picked up four little pots. I think they're gallon or number ones, whatever they're called. My, yeah, right. I, will, they, will they tolerate hot sun, or do they need shade? Will they what? Tolerate it? Yeah, they'll adjust, but you may have a, you'll have an adjustment period. The ideal okay. thing, of course, is morning sun and afternoon, afternoon shade. shade, but they'll survive. Yeah. I, I think I'm safe saying this. They'll survive almost any situation in terms of, of light and lack of light, but it, it okay. will take them, it will take them some adjustment and uh, uh, may, may be more than one growing season. Yeah. I want to plant them around the perimeter of a burrow that doesn't put out a lot of shade. So I got four of them. So how far from the trunk should I plant these number one pots? Well, let's see. They'll grow four or five feet. Yes. They'll. Let's see. You could easily could get six feet of growth from each plant. But yeah. if you so if you planted them. Uh, Four foot apart or five foot apart, you should do pretty good. Yeah, but but, but yeah, where you can dig a hole under that tree because yeah. of the roots. That's right. Yeah, but I, I'll dig, be careful. At about the four. Good, feet the good news the is that they'll find a way. Yeah. Yeah, about about four feet from the trunk. I'll, yeah, that will work if you can okay. dig a hole out there. Oh, I can do. I'll, oh, yeah, it'll work. All right, thank you. Okay, All thank right. you for calling. You take care. All right, we go back to the phone lines. Nadine is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Nadine. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you? Thank you. Uh, yes, I've got an Esperanza. It's well-established. It's probably over 10 years old. And I think it's getting powdery mildew under the leaves, a dark um, brownie-black mildew. I'm just wondering what I could do, maybe. Spin it out, or no? Is the is the black brown blackish stuff? Is that on top of the leaf or on the bottom of the leaf? Under. It's on the on the bottom of the leaf. Is yes, it, it is. Is it is the thing? Is it blooming? Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. Uh, now you, oh, you know what scale looks like? Um no. Yeah, I, I, I just, Do you think just it might be kale, it being, uh, I can't, uh, Yeah, you don't you don't see uh, any little round fuzzy balls on the bottom of the leaves, do you? No. Okay, so I'm dealing with something else, huh? Well, we think that uh, could be mealy bugs or... Scale. or like no, scale, I don't like, think it's bugs. Okay, because, hey, well, what, what the, the scale does, or even aphids will do, they suck the juices from the plant, and then they excrete the honeydew, the yeah. you know, sugary poop, and that is where the mildew grows. And uh, the sooty mold, sooty mold is usually the dark one. But I was thinking that would be on top of the leaf. Sooty mold usually is, yeah. Yeah. So, no. kind of. This is all underneath. Kinda, yeah, kind of look close under there and see if you can see any kind of pattern scale have a pattern of uh, calcium 
little, you know, kind of covers, little covers. And they're, and they're basically what it is is an aphid undercover. Or if it's got that fuzzy thing Jerry was talking about, they, that's a different, uh, just a different kind of uh, aphid sucking the juices. Yeah. But, uh, okay. but uh, now what, what is the uh, plant doing? Is it wilting or dying no. or at the top? No, the tops of the leaves are a little bit spotted yellow, but just barely. Okay, and it's a it's a ten year old tree. It yeah, it's huge. It's got a twelve foot base or twelve inch base. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, okay. I don't think you know Esperanza. We usually don't list any pets pests except aphids on Esperanza, <laughs> and usually that's uh, early in the spring when the new growth starts. And it could, you know, okay. if you had, had had aphids, they could have been there enough to more, produce enough honeydew that you could be seeing a remnant of, right. that, of of some kind of material. But again, that wouldn't be hurting your plant. It's one tough plant. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't worry beautiful. about it. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for calling. All okay. right. All right. Free up a line at 210-308-8867, where Dennis is on the line. Dennis, welcome to the show. How are you doing that? I'm doing all right. How are you all doing? Good, good. How can we help you? Okay. Now I want to let you know that uh, you can use NOLO for the baby grass uppers. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was trying to think of. Have you had good luck okay. with it, Dennis? I don't have much of a problem. What I usually put out is uh, some chicken scratch with sunflower seeds, and the birds take care of the rest. Huh. And yeah. they, they take off the... The grasshoppers. Grasshoppers, huh? That's a good idea. Uh, I was silly. talking Let's... about guineas, but uh, well, I guess birds could do that, too. Well, to, yeah, you'd have to get one of the one of the birds that ate both seeds and insects. Oh, oh they'll come in, and they'll eat them. I mean, I think it's I think it's worth a, a try too. Yeah. Do you know Do you notice any one kind of species that uh, comes to that? All All of them. I mean, morning doves, okay. sparrows, everything comes in. Okay. Even good deal. In the All right. Good day. Cool. Thanks, Thank Dennis. you, sir, for calling. Right. I guess. Thanks for helping out. Blue jays would. Um. Sparrows? Sparrows. <laughs> yeah, I don't The sparrows have tough with grass. I've never seen them eating grasshoppers. Mm. They're scared uh, of grasshoppers? Uh, <laughs> well, they're, yeah, they're just hard for them to handle. Uh-huh. Uh, if, if they're sunflower seeds, why bother with grasshoppers yeah, for them? <laughs> but, uh, but some of the... Of course, even if you had activity... There, the, the mockingbirds wouldn't care much about the sunflower seeds, but they might come, be attracted because of all the action. Right. So it might. It's probably worth a try. That's that's an interesting thought. Yeah. I never had thought about that. Hey, let's take a break. While we do, you give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That's two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery sixteen zero four and Bull Verde Road on nine thirty a.m. This is the answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road, and this is a You'll Save on Weekend. What do I mean by that? Well, listen to this. You'll save on super special Job's tree and shrub fertilizer spikes. Nine spikes, regularly ten ninety nine. now just $1.88 while supplies last. You'll save on crepe myrtles in the number three and number five containers, regularly twenty four ninety nine. now just eighteen eighty eight. You'll save on the beautiful Lynn's Legacy Sinisa, now on sale in the number five container for just eighteen eighty eight. You're beginning to understand? You'll save on Theralis. This Texas superstar in the number three container is just nineteen eighty eight. You'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise, and all salvias in the number one container are just four eighty eight. You'll save on Lantana, Dwarf Mexican Petunia, Zinnias, and much, much more. At Milberger's Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Bull. Forty Road. There are things that I've forgotten that I learned about the man, but I'll always remember the love in Betty's hand. Betty's hand, soft and kind when I was crying. Betty's hand, her heart is steel. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, where Al's back at the station, filling us up with some great uh, Father's Day themed music today. That's See, right. Tomorrow's Father's Day. Tomorrow's Father's Day. Got any Father's Day uh, plant suggestions? No. Oh. Usually it's Mother's Day. You're talking about Baleanopsis. <laughs> Gift certificates are always That's true. Good. Everything that they got on sale yeah. is a good plant. Okay. They're sticking with the superstars, and uh, they've got all salvias and. No, they aren't. Traces, he's got. Dwarf Mexicans. Traces, because of the change in the wholesale market, he's got a lot of odd things, too. Yeah. And the Prado Barbados, which is good to. They're blooming all around town now. And Thrialis, like we talked about. Sinisa. That, that very rare Lynn's Legacy Sinisa. And we, I, I checked. Uh, uh, our caller was talking about coming by getting some of the red coral vine, uh, Fantasia. And uh, he, he about got them all last week. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they've restocked. Got some great looking plants. A Fantasia, which is a red coral vine. So if you want something that will cover quick and be spectacular, uh, you want to get some Fandango. They're not, they're not on the market very much. Like I said we, uh, last week, we thought about making that a Texas superstar, but uh, we couldn't get enough growers to, to grow it. I always imagine that it's e- hard, easier to manage than the pink coral vine. It's a little, it's little less aggressive. A little less aggressive. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and uh, of course, that when you com- when you look at pink coral vine, a uh, little less aggressive but is still really aggressive. Yeah. So you you want to be aware that this is a a, a serious plant. The good news is that it uh, is cold sensitive. So. Yeah, free to retreat. Yeah, re- retreats every winter, so you got yeah. a little chance there. That's one of the reasons we didn't make it a Texas superstar is because you get much north north of Austin, it kills it. Huh. 
So it's it's one of our plants down here. And this red one is certainly a nice addition. Especially if you got a long fence line that you want to cover up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you're, you you uh, say that you're uh, supporting pollinators. Yeah. This is this is uh, this is the plant. That's this, saying it's always full of bees and, and, and butterflies. Butterflies and, and everything. Else. Yeah. And so it's a good one to look at. Uh, plus, it's spectacular. If you got a pile of old. Uh, stumps and things to cover that, that's one or an old shed that's full down yeah. i always say it's kind of a classic look yeah. you know going over <laughs> the shed that yeah, gives a you know, makes it look less like junk and looks like a a, a sculptor or <laughs> yeah, something. there you go did you say, say that you had a mexican olive oh yeah i've been looking at one coming over come over here every weekend it's on the other side of a wooden fence. It's over the top. And I swear, it's had the same blooms for two weeks, three weeks. How long do those blooms last? Have you ever noticed that? No, but I I know they last. It's not a one-day bloomer. Thing. No. Because uh-uh. you don't see a lot of drop blooms. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, this plant... Has looked the same for two or three weeks. Huh. It was kind of interesting. You mentioned that we had the, some uh, company, and he said, "Well, I want to ask you this question." He showed me the fruit. I said, "This has the most beautiful white uh, flowers." Do you know, you know what it is. And I said, "Well, just come with me over here we'll uh. around the corner." <laughs> and there's this uh, eighteen-foot tall and thirty-foot long. Uh, Mexican olive, there. It's a spectacular yeah. plant. This year, especially for some reason, like I said, when I first came, I always thought they bloom mainly in the fall and winter. But uh, this spring, they've been putting on a show, almost, <laughs> almost as good as crepe myrtles and sinisa uh, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, I've got good news, Milton. What? 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 The real grand gold peppers are doing. Yeah, good? I uh, I took the seed over to the grower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Friday, uh, yesterday, I guess. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> they uh, gave them to the grower, and uh, also I, I gave him some seed that I had. And uh, I said there were 2018 seeds, but I think they were older than that. Oh, my gosh. But uh, luckily I found some of Bart's seeds that you and he are, he saved for me. And he had them in odd, different envelopes. He said taken from a yellow fruit, taken from an orange fruit, taken from a red fruit. Man, Bart is good. Yeah. <laughs> and he had them in different envelopes. So uh, I, ge- I gave all of them, all of the seed to the grower, and he said uh, he's going to plant a row, a small row in the seedling flat of each of those seeds to see which ones germinate. Because I'm thinking my seed, even though it's prettier, is not going to germinate. Oh, the one from As well. 2014? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had 2018 on there. Oh, okay. But uh, 
uh, we'll see what comes up. And uh, I ordered uh, 15 flats of uh, four, four and a half inch containers. It's so exciting. They'll be big. And they should be here if the seed germinate, any of the seed germinate, by the 1st of August. Okay. And uh, that's not too late to plant real grande gold because it uh, it's a smaller pepper. And, and, you, and you can eat it green. And cl- keep some of the seed this year. Yeah, I'm going to huh? keep some of the seed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about planting out a, a seedling row. Just to collect seeds? Yeah. Now, don't be you. You'll be letting Milton off the... Uh, off the hook? Yeah. Uh, no, me and that other guy. We were, we're looking for... <laughs> but anyway, Bart uh, uh, did us good on that. And y'all were blaming me for losing Bart C. But I we were? Yeah. Oh. I don't remember that. Do you, Mel? I don't remember that either. It's a, uh, I, I had, didn't even know Bart gave him seed. <laughs> I had lost it, but I found it. Oh, okay. And now it's planted. Somewhere. That sounds like a song. I have lost it, but now I found it. <laughs> and now it's planted. Well, there you go. It's a little country song. Have Jeremy work on that. There you go. Okay. Uh, another small fact yeah. about today. Why is today special, Milton? Today after, a week after the uh, Top Tomato Contest? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. I've given up on that, Milton. I think I'm very disappointed in our listeners. You're a smart man. Uh, today is the longest day of the year. Oh. Is it? The tw- yeah. The 20th is the longest yeah. day? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Well, so, yeah. Something. So you got plenty of time to work outside. So what's what? What time is sunset? Let me check. <laughs> if you if you like ninety four degrees. No. <laughs> There's somebody walking out with some more citrus. So is today the solstice? I think so. Oh wow! All right, well, give us a call if it's not. <laughs> no, I don't want to know if it's not. Just enjoy the day either way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll see what the weather.gov tells me. Ah, uh, I'm looking at Neil Sparrow's column. It says, so you got a question in. We've done very well with tomatoes until this year. We lost eight of the ten mature plants, most with beautiful, ripening fruit. All had a withered area of, uh, of their stem just above the soil line. Uh, we're in the process of removing and replacing the soil. What do you think? Uh, Neil Neil rec- uh, thought it might have been nematodes, but judging from his picture. Oh. But nematodes don't, doesn't... Uh, Wrinkle the... It, yeah, it doesn't kill that fast. And, uh, and that, in other words, it wouldn't kill eight plants around. What would kill them... Is fusarium wilt, uh, and uh, that's very noticeable in the field because you have a, a blackened area. The plant wilts and dies eventually, but you have a blackened area just above the soil line where the plant going in, it goes into the ground, and it turns it's black. You know, if you if it was only one or two plants out of ten or twelve. 
sometimes folks that uh, put that fertilizer uh, up against the stems have that, but uh, not 8 out of 10 wouldn't. And I I don't think we have nearly as much of that as as we used to. The fusarium sounds pretty reasonable as a a problem. And Google says you're right. Today, well, today is the summer solstice, the longest day of the year, and it begins summer. So uh, summer begins today. Oh, we haven't had summer yet? No, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was talking about fusarium. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> but uh, guess what plants are resistant to fusarium? I would guess celebrity, tycoon. Yeah. Most of the ones we recommend uh, have a resistance to fusarium. So that makes me wonder if uh, he's not using something that's uh, probably an heirloom or something like that that has no resistance to anything. You're right. Yeah, we haven't. In the old days, fusarium used to be real common and really haven't heard much about it lately. Uh, he had another question. Can St. Augustine be grown from seed? When should it be planted? <laughs> that, that goes back 30 or 40 years when uh, uh, some of the nurseries would sell uh, carpet grass seed. And uh, everybody referred to St. Augustine yeah, as carpet, carpet grass. grass. And so this retailer <laughs> uh, would sell carpet grass seed, and, and people would think it's St. Augustine seed. But there's no, uh, uh, it's not grown from seed. Uh-huh. St. Augustine's not. Now, and carpet grass. May grow from seed, but it won't live. Yeah, it's not uh, very well adapted. It might, it might do all right in Houston. Uh, will an avocado tree grown from a seed ever produce fruit? If it's grown in South Africa, <laughs> I'm guessing. It, I'm guessing it won't because I have two that are ten years old, and they never have had even one fruit. I'm amazed it's been a state of life for 10 years. (laughs) Well, he doesn't say whether he's got it in a container or in the house. or A lot of people grow them as houseplants. But uh, it takes a long time uh, for a seedling to produce a fruit. Uh, Neil says, like most other fruit trees, avocados are grafted to ensure... You're getting exactly the same variety each time. Now, the avocados we sell here at Members are all grafted. And uh, they're supposed to be grafted by, with the uh, most uh, cold-hardy varieties. If it's, and that's, that's open for debate. But uh, you will have fruit on, on these because they are grafted. All right. Uh, you'll have fruit on the others, uh, but it just take a longer time. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, 
8867. We're still tackling the uh, grasshopper question, and James is back. I don't know if he's got a question or he's uh, got, an got an answer. What's going on, James? Oh, I don't have an answer. That's why I called the <laughs> But anyway, I appreciate the guy that called and said about the birds, but I see and I, I live in the blackjacks. I've got the most healthiest population of red birds, I think, in, in North Texas uh, or South Texas, I should say. But um, what I want to know is I want to plant me, so I got some bare spots, some common Bermuda because it's probably the cheapest. Do I have to till or rake the soil, or can I just put it on there and water it in? Or if I want to do that, do I need to throw some sand or something on top, or do no. I need it in the soil? You should be able to just put, put it on a prepared soil on the surface. And actually, if you water it every day for three days, you might... Probably germinates in three, four days. Yeah. Okay. You yeah, you got to water it until it germinates. Yeah. Don't cover it. Don't cover just it. Okay. Me. Just blow up the bare soil on these bare spots and water it. And uh, I, I can water. I'm working from home, so I, I can go out there and water it several times a day. Um, so just uh, throw it on the soil and uh, just keep it watered, and it should take off. Should yeah. We talk talk about it in the books and everything in the turf grass. Three days, four days, it should be up. Mowing it in uh, two to three weeks. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, what about the application rate? Um, Like a pound. How how much does a pound of seed cover, roughly? Uh, That's on the bag. Yeah, I I don't don't remember. I don't know. You're right. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get don't, it from the feed store. I don't know if it's going to be in bulk or, or okay. how it's going to be. Yeah, okay. it'll be in All bulk. Right. Be conservative. Okay. I mean, you don't. it doesn't take as much as we imagine. Oh, yeah. It's thinly oh, put right? out on the... So don't, so don't sow it real thick is what you're telling me. Yeah, you right. don't have to. Yeah, you hurt don't it. have to. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you again. Thanks, James. Good luck, James. Happy longest day of the year. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. Let's take a break. While we Again? do. Again? Give me yeah. a break, Milton. Absolutely. Going to do that right now at 210-308-8867. Beautiful clouds. Yeah, there. big old white fluffy clouds. 210-308-8867. You call us. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. Back in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road, and this is a You'll Save on Weekend. What do I mean by that? Well, listen to this. You'll save on super special Job's tree and shrub fertilizer spikes. Nine spikes, regularly $10.99, now just $1.88 while supplies last. You'll save on grape myrtles in the number three and number five containers, regularly $24.99, now just $18.88. You'll save on the beautiful 
Olin's Legacy Sanisa, now on sale in the number five container for just eighteen eighty eight. You're beginning to understand. You'll save on Thoralis. This Texas superstar in the number three container is just nineteen eighty eight. You'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise, and all salvias in the number one container are just four eighty eight. You'll save on Lantana, Dwarf Mexican Petunia, Zinnias, and much much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. 1604 on Bulverde Road. He wore starched white shirts, button up the neck, and he'd sit in the shade and watch the chickens peck. And his teeth were gone, but what the heck? I thought that he walked on water. Boy. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867. Our ace reporter back at the station tells me that um, the summer solstice does not occur until 2143 today. So what is that, 943? So we'll have 14 hours. At night? Well, yeah, because then then it's the longest day at night. So at 9 o'clock... 943 today it'll be officially okay sounds like day. a technicality to me yeah okay i don't know <laughs> i'm just telling you so 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 yeah we got some uh uh questions in today on plant answers it says uh one lady wrote here in San Antonio, said, My mountain laurel had very few blooms the past couple of years. Instead of the grayish flat seed pods I would expect to see after spring, there are very black dry pods. Uh there is also some webs. What do I need to treat the tree with, and should I knock off all the old black pods? Hmm. I'm thinking that maybe those black pods uh, didn't fill out. She didn't say if they were filled out or not. Yeah. If they had black pot pods that had seed in them were filled out, then the th- the plant had bloomed. Yeah, they just snuck by her. Yeah. Now, this, you know, it might be part of this, uh, you know, we don't imagine this was uh, record heat, but it, but it was these last few months, and so yeah. a lot of strange things are happening. But on Texas Mountain Laurel, uh, could be almost anything. You don't want to over, over-manage Texas Mountain Laurel. Yeah. Uh, the but, gr- grayish flat seed part. Yeah. Um, Maybe it just didn't get pollinated or something. Uh, you don't have to knock the old black ones off. They'll eventually fall you off. Can't, if you don't like the looks. I had somebody write an email saying that that there was just the seeds were weighing down. The yeah, plant. yeah. You can cut them off. A lot of them had extremely mm. well, heavy seed crops this yeah. year. Just cut them off if you don't like them. Yeah, what you don't want to cut off are those tan string it looks like strings yeah and you in don't there. you that's don't next year's bloom that's right and that's that's one of the reasons why you don't want to wait too long you just do it and be done with it and quit don't over manage them they're yeah. 
You're unbelievably capable of surviving. Uh, All right. Our second question is... Well, hang on. we got a, a quick one. Okay. Guess who's called us back? Who? Shane is called back. Remember Shane? Oh, yeah. Come back, Shane. Yeah. Hey, Shane. He finally came back, I think. Exactly. Hey, he called us when he got back. Hey, guys. What's going on, Shane? Doing? Good. I'm doing all right. How about y'all? Good. We're doing pretty good. Um, I have a question on a peach tree. Um, I know that I can't grow a new one from seeds because it's a loose stone. Um, can I trim off limbs and try to sprout them? Uh, wait a minute. You you want to propagate a, a freestone peach? Yes, sir. What, did, did you buy it at a nursery or what? Uh, no, it was in a house. It was at a house that we bought, and it's been extremely productive. And I'm wanting to see about propagating a couple of more trees. Well, okay. You, yeah, <laughs> I guess what would the. Uh, <clears throat> I was, I was thinking back when I had access to the <laughs> the uh, rootstocks, yeah. seeds. Is it a miss? Is it a uh, large freestone peach? Uh, it gets about the size of a baseball. Oh, okay. That's a large freestone yeah. peach, and it's very sweet, right? When exactly. when does it uh, produce its fruit? When can you pick them? Uh, it actually kind of varies, and the last big hailstorm that we had, like a year and a half ago, did a lot of damage to the tree. Oh, and okay. we didn't we didn't get very many peaches off of it last year. Right, but I've got a lot of green growth on it, and I was thinking that I can cut some of that green growth off and use a rooting hormone and try to get it to propagate. Yeah, that's that might be that's, the easiest. That's worth a try. Yeah, well, I, my research for the PhD was, had to do with uh, starting the plant, getting the seed for the nemagard, mm-hmm. and then you go through a lot of process and cooling everything, and then you then you uh, uh, put on the, on the desirable top, graft uh, uh, that on there. But I don't think you have to go through that process. No. Uh, I think your idea is... Go ahead and, and root it like uh, you would root a rose, rose cutter. Take a four to six inch cutting off of the okay. end that has uh, firmed up. And okay. uh, like you say, after you cut it, immediately dip it in the rutone and put yeah. it in a uh, perlite mix in a pot. And you can put okay. numer- you can put several of them in a pot uh, and uh, just take the percentage that roots. And uh, don't get the uh, sprouts from the ground. Oh, I'm not. You know, the ones from the ground are probably from the rootstock. Yeah, Nemagard or some other rootstock. And so you want to get it above that, above where the tree is grafted. Okay, well, there's there's part of it I need to trim anyway because it's blocking a gate. Okay. So I was was hoping that I could trim some of that and try to start new trees. Absolutely. Um, You can do that. Okay. Uh, uh, Follow the... uh, 
instructions on uh, plantanswers.com under propagation. It's okay. in the index on the propagation. And that's the one of those sections that uh, Milton wrote. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's three columns there, three articles there on propagating roses. And if you follow okay. those, uh, you can do peaches, too. Sounds good, Shane. Keep us informed. Okay. And is it okay to do it this time of year? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do it this time of year. Okay, uh, I've had keep, keep, people a, keep them me. in the keep them in the shade oh, at this time of the year, and you might want to put a plastic bag over them to keep the humidity high in them. Okay, like a clear plastic bag. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because you, you want to light. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, not a lot of sun. Morning sun. Yeah. yeah. If any sun at all, it's got to be morning sun. Can be in the shade. Okay, well, I've got a great place on the front porch to set it, so that would be awesome. Okay, great. Sounds good. Okay, right. good luck Thank to you. Guys. Thanks, Shane. Bye bye. <laughs> all right, so I was told by Al the time that he gave me, which was 2143, is a universal time. Just so is universal time. I don't know exactly. It's a time standard based on the Earth's rotation, just so you know. Yeah. Well, that... Okay. <laughs> so I don't know how that translates to to Central. I was just thinking maybe the long, we would have more daylight hours. We will. On the longest day. We do. 14, uh, they said 14 hours in a minute. Is that right? Yeah. Which is about three more, three more minutes than <laughs> yesterday. Huh? Four minutes. Okay. Another question. No, I don't know. <laughs> Another question. I have an area under a tree where my Bermuda grass is not growing due to lack of sunlight. That's good. I have thought about putting St. Augustine sod there. What do you think of mixing the two grasses? No problem. There are more so lawns are mixed uh, St. Augustine and Bermuda anyway. Well, and if the Bermuda doesn't grow, what the, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. Oh, you're, he, he's saying you just won't worry about digging it out or anything. What do you think about putting a ground cover that would look... Oh, putting a ground cover that would look odd with the rest of my landscape. I don't know. So he wants to try St. Augustine. Yeah. Uh, but, you, you know, the ground cover doesn't have to look odd. You can... Uh, yeah. Kind of look or look around. What is, what is that, uh, <clears throat> Prince uh, King William area? There's just a mm-hmm. huge number of examples there where they use combinations of ground covers in the shade, and really, really look pretty spectacular. Yeah, it's well designed, and it doesn't doesn't look like. I mean, it's it's not this doesn't seem to be this really intricate, detailed, yeah. sophisticated right. thing. It just seems like La- layers and a yeah, whole, a whole bunch of variations. So you can you can have that ground cover along with the turf and have it look really well. Yeah, Neil's favorite is Larapi or monkey yeah. grass. Yeah, in the shade. Yeah, so you can. Uh, he likes it because you can rake the leaves out of it. Yeah, and it rather is rather than Asian jasmine or something like yeah. that. Yeah, well, I like it, Larry, uh, <clears throat> too, because you can. There's about four size, five size. Variations. That's you can, true. You can do those step up 
ladders kind of thing, too. Yeah. Uh, really. The giant Larapi <laughs> yeah. and dwarf Larapi. That's right. They look, they look uh, looks real nice. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, also, if you if you got today's paper, don't forget to uh, cut and save uh, Section C with Calvin's uh, article on Out with Old Tomatoes. That's pretty tough. Have a read there, Calvin. Mm. Their days are numbered. Get, a, oh. get the fall crop in the ground by August 1st. He's getting tough, isn't he? He is. Used to. <laughs> in some neighborhoods, it used to. It may be to your advantage to pull them out now. Now he just tells you, yank well, them out we, and throw them away. We used to, Jerry and I used to kind of hedge or, or give a longer season because we had Surefire, we had uh, yeah. Romas. You had a lot of you had a lot of choices. Plus, may, maybe the weather. Maybe we were, uh, the weather was a little different. I don't know. Yeah. But. Uh, now when we're, we're trying to use our uh, th- things like Tycoon and uh, Celebrity, now that we do have the advantage, we can use Roma or we can use yeah. HN 968 and, and uh, Ruby Crush. They're pretty quick. Yeah. All right, we got to begin to wrap up for today. We want to thank Al back at the studio for doing a great job and uh, all the good music. We want to thank you, of course, for listening. And don't forget, we're back here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Uh, tomorrow from noon to two. So come on by and visit with us or call us and ask your gardening question over the phone. And uh, don't forget, you can find out a lot about what we're talking about at millburgernursery.com. I'm Milton Glick. See you tomorrow on 930 a.m. The Answer.